Hey mamas, in today's episode, I am chatting with Kristen Boss of Becoming Boss. We chat about how you can connect your work to your purpose and what Kristen did when she realized that she was actually living out of alignment. She is a former burnout queen and she shares how she took on the strategy of doing less but better so that she really was giving the very best of her to her family, no longer impatient, resentful, guilty. She was protecting her best yeses for the ones she loved the most. She is a mindset and business coach who specializes in helping women build their influence and grow successful businesses that deeply align with their purpose. So if you are a working mama, a entrepreneur building a business or somebody doing both, this is absolutely the right episode for you. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp. And each episode, I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community, because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hello, Kristen, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you. I think we're going to get into some really good stuff. Can you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, all of the things? Sure. Uh, My name is Kristen Boss, and I'm from Colorado. Been married for, it'll be eight years this July, and I'm a mom of two. My two toddlers, I have a son who's four and a daughter who will be three in May. They're not quite 16 months apart, so we stay real busy over here. Yeah, you do. And so, uh, yeah, been a longtime serial entrepreneur from being product and service-based for a long time, and now I am a uh, business coach for online business owners, specifically working with mamas. Awesome. Okay. So can you share with us a little bit about your transformation or your origin story? I should say, I know you had a bit of a pivot where you moved from just running businesses into more purpose-driven business. Can you share where you were and, and how you got where you are today? Yeah. So uh, I've been a longtime hairstylist for about 15 years, and I started in the very fast lane in Los Angeles working in a very um, top-notch celebrity clientele salon. And it was wow. very fast lane, very competitive, very um, who's who. It was great. Those was my early 20s. But I remember my first pivot was when I realized that um, I looked around and I saw people 10 years ahead of me, people in their 30s, and I did not see um, families. And I knew family family structure would be important to me. So that was the first time I was like, you know, I think I want to call the shots myself. Um, and at that time was when the 2008 stock market crashed. And that was when I had decided to go out on my own. So oh, wow very time. And I decided to get creative and I uh, created a in-home based uh, service and worked all along, uh, all around Los Angeles and built up a wedding business and then met my husband, moved to Colorado, built a business up from scratch again, um, then had two babies. Well, two pretty close back, back to back, but I'll say it at the, have them at the same time when they're that <laughs> close together. Um, and then I, I will tell you, and there was a season where my husband was was unemployed. And I went from like, not just working mom, but to primary breadwinner mom, 
working. And I've always been the girl working more than one job, being the hairstylist, very, um, great clientele, but I was building an online clothing boutique. I did network Mm. marketing. I kind of did it all. And when postpartum depression happened with when my second born, uh, when my daughter was born, that was what really caused a shift for me where I'm like, I I started evaluating and realizing like, can you continue to go at the pace you have? Yeah. Uh, So I would say I had to do some reevaluating. And then I would say over the next couple of years, I started to get into personal development, worked with a coach and that changed my life. And, um, instead of chase, uh, chasing like meaning and identity and, um, what I did and how hard I worked and this hustle and grind culture that's out there, mm-hmm. I got sick of it. I got real burnt out. Uh, I felt robbed of joy and I started asking myself, well, what, what does it look like to operate from purpose? What does it look mm-hmm. like to um, for purpose to be the main front runner of everything I do, motherhood, working. And that is what shifted everything for me. That's huge. Okay. Can you define what purpose means to you? Yeah. So purpose is how you show up in the world with your innate talents, your innate gifts, uh, and how you choose to serve others and show up for them. It's all about our service to others and how Mm -hmm. we impact people with our gifts, our strengths, our talents. Um, And again, purpose is operating from your core values and a mission statement, a personal mission statement. And uh, that keeps joy in the game because Mm. I have chased a check and it is far less fulfilling than chasing your purpose every time. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I totally agree. So you mentioned that 2008, super scary time, is when you were starting your business and sort of pivoting. So uh, we're (laughs) in the midst of a pretty scary time right now. I mean, at the time of recording, we're only really two weeks into the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, people are already having to very quickly figure out how to pivot their business. Uh, from, you know, something that might have been an in-person service to an online service, you know, fitness studios are moving to online offerings. Everybody's just trying to figure out how to keep going and maintain momentum in a very uncertain time with an uncertain timeline as well. So how would you recommend people, uh, you know, what kind of mindset do you think people should have when starting this sort of pivot? Mm, I love that you asked that. I would say uh, you have to decide if you're going to view this as a time, if you're going to view this as an obstacle or as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, especially entrepreneurs, uh, they're viewed as problem solvers. So right now, everyone has been thrown problems. And oftentimes, a problem we're experiencing uh, people, I feel like they've been magnified now that we're all confined home. And so the problems <laughs> our, our customers, uh, people you serve may have been experiencing before COVID-19. Well, now with the stay at home order, it's, I would say any problems they were experiencing feel magnified. And so right. the question to ask yourself would be, well, how can I show up and serve people? And um, how do I serve? I think that needs to be the the first and foremost question that someone asks themselves is not making it about themselves and like, oh no, how do I make more money? But right. how do I how do I show up and serve for my audience? Uh, because they will remember how we showed up 
in chaos. They will mm-hmm. remember how we showed up in crisis. And so uh, I the mindset that needs to go into this is looking for opportunity. And this is the time for creativity. This is the time to, uh, to really, uh, I really believe we're going to see the birth of new business, uh, business yeah. model businesses come from this because I have my own story from 2008 when I made a creative pivot and I grew a business from that. I've kind of used that as like a, Hey, I've done it once. We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to not tuck tail and hide under the covers, I decided to be like, okay, let's get creative. Now's the time and being open-minded and looking, look for opportunity. If you look for opportunity, you'll find it. If you look for obstacles, you'll find those too. It's so true. It's fascinating. Lewis Howes just had a post uh, the other day where it said in the 2008 recession, um, Airbnb, Uber, uh, Venmo, a whole bunch of really innovative companies were created in that time of uncertainty and loss. And so it's inspiring. And, you know, it out of the sort of crisis does come creativity. It, re- it really does. And I love that you brought up Lewis House. I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the time to be creative instead of, um, you know, hiding. I know it's really tempting, but honestly, creative. I think when we're creative, that is allowing us to discover more of our purpose and lean into that. Like creativity is is a sign of you living from your purpose. Absolutely. Now, how would you suggest people now? I, it's not about the money, but people mm-hmm. are facing really uncertain times. And so if they come at it from a place of service and saying, what does my what does my community need and what can I provide? But then at what point? do you, how do you figure out how to monetize that without becoming out of alignment? If you know what I mean? This is the question. My community, all my clients, it's just, um, I have been telling people there's a couple mistakes, a couple things you definitely don't want to do. And that's positioning yourself to sell, uh, mm-hmm. serving always leads to selling. So being mindful of instead of, um, don't don't approach your business status quo because times have changed. So you're yeah. going to have to adapt. So what you offer, what I would do is take existing packages and either do an economic stimulus where it's like, hey, if you buy, um, if you pay in full, we're going to knock the price way down or we're going to offer economical payments. And I would add more to what they're getting. Like, you know, you're seeing it with restaurants and bars being like, Hey, with, with people doing takeout, we have a local restaurant that's like gifting a roll of TP and like, uh, (laughs) with your order and like a bottle of wine, everyone is thinking about how do I give the most value Mm -hmm. for what they want? And so, uh, that is a, approaching it with service, approaching it with scarcity. Scarcity is saying, how do I get the most the most money with least effort? And I want right. to challenge everyone to ask the opposite question. How do I um, give them as much as possible so that they feel an extreme amount of value for what they are receiving? Um, the And I have also been telling people, don't make the mistake of not showing up. Because if you, right. especially for those who have their own business, if you get so caught up in, in paralysis of like, I can't sell right now because I feel yucky and gross and profiteering. Well, if you disappear completely and then your business shows back up when things are good, well, mm-hmm. you lost trust with your audience because suddenly you're the business that disappears when things are hard. 
You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Your customers, your consumers, everyone wants to see how do you show up in crisis? That's how our character's tested. Like our integrity, our character, we're tested in hard times. Your business is too. So show your customers, hey, we're not going anywhere. We're adaptive. We're creative and we're here for you. And And this is how you will position yourself. And I've been telling people this, like, they may not buy from you right now, but you better believe you're going to, they're going to, you're going to be the first person that comes to mind when they're in a purchasing position. Totally. Totally. It's funny. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in a very lucky position that I still have my job job. Um, and so we have an income coming in, I'm working from home, but I also have this fill your bucket challenge that I run for four weeks and it's a paid challenge, but something in me, I said, I just want to offer this for free. And so for one week I opened it up for free and we launched on Monday, but I just, I didn't feel right. Um, putting a price tag on it because it's all about self-care and taking care of yourself and so that you can take care of others and filling your own bucket. And I just really wanted that to be of service to people. So what you're saying really resonates with me because it, it was obviously not about selling because it was free. Um, but it just, I knew I had to do something and I felt like I could gift this to people, you know, in a time where they would need to take care of themselves. So yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And then you've positioned yourself for down the road. Self-care is never going to be a habit that goes away. Right. <laughs> that we know. I hope definitely not. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be a need. So it's like, hey, right now we're gifting people and those, and there are those who are looking to pay to pay for things right now. Like you yeah. also have to take on the belief, while yes, there are people that are not spending, there are also people out there that are spending. So I've been encouraging business owners, how do you get in front of people that are spending, that want to spend their money, that want to continue to stimulate the economy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's more of the abundant mindset being like, well, there are people that aren't spending money right now. How do I serve them? And you, you're, what you did was a great example. Like I'm going to offer a week for free. And then those that want to continue, they can choose to pay. So you're yeah. kind of meeting everyone where they're at. Right? Yeah. I like what you said about looking at it as an obstacle or an opportunity. And I think that we're seeing mm-hmm. just a lot of opportunity happening right now and creativity. So it's exciting. Um, awesome. Okay. So you also mentioned about hustle and you mentioned burnout. And I wanted to just dig into that a little bit because I know that you have some strategies that you can share about how to manage all the things. And that goes from your work to your kids, to your own relationship, to all of those things without experiencing burnout. So now in this time of fairly high stress and anxiety out in the world, uh, there is even more, I think, um, opportunity for burnout to happen because people are feeling more pressure. Uh, Some people are feeling less, but you know, a lot of people are feeling more. So what are your strategies for doing all of the things without burning out? Yeah. So coming from a former burnout queen, that myself. I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I am a hardcore type three, which me too. We're not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like when we're not healthy, we tend to have zero boundaries around our work. Uh, we yeah. find our value in our productivity, which is why I had to revisit like my purpose and who I want to serve and realize, especially as business owners, sometimes our work will never feel done. So I think first of all is to, um, I took on the strategy of doing less, but better. 
mm-hmm. and really cutting away the extras and understanding what are the essentials and what can I do really well and learning to say no uh, so that I can give my best yes. Because every yes you give to something is a no to something else and vice yep. versa. Yeah, so, you are speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> I well, love this. I'm, protective over my best. Yes. Um, I am a, um, and you have to define what success and balance looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for me, I have my essentials for business and I have essentials for family and I practice extraordinary measures of grace and being like, well, that's maybe that works for that mom, but that's not an essential for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have essentials with what's important with my kids. Um, I'm a queen. I'm the queen of outsourcing without guilt. Um, I think for a while I felt, um, I don't know if there was guilt that came in of like, no, I want to do it all myself, but I realized it was making me short tempered and frustrated and, and my kids weren't getting the best of me. So I'm like, well, if outsourcing meals, outsourcing some of these things, gives my children the better version of me, then yes, that is absolutely what's doable. And then, you know, prioritizing my marriage with my husband and keeping weekly date nights and Mm -hmm. um, so really having healthy rhythms. And uh, I would say being self-aware is key to preventing burnout and understanding your indicators and your stressors and um, realizing, okay, how am I working beyond a certain time? So I have pretty strict business hours now. Uh, I'm not working. I used to be the girl that would work on her laptop until one in the morning and would wake up 7 a.m. and then be on my feet for eight hours, come home, bathe, feed the babies, and then be back on my laptop and do it all, all, all over again. So um, so the strategies I I'm big on is like define what's important for you, uh, preserve your best. Yes, do less, but better. And I am, I'm really big on time blocking. So mm-hmm. stick like tasks at the same time. I have a theory. It's actually not a theory. It's science. Uh, there's no <laughs> such thing as multitasking. No, and absolutely it is- true. It's the biggest lie we've been fed as women is like women. We, I mean, how often have you heard women were great at multitasking? Women are the best multitaskers. Uh, and really it's robbed us of efficiency and productivity because of this belief mm-hmm. and realizing it, there's something called the switch cost task where every time you switch from one task to another, you lose, it takes about 12 minutes to get into flow. Totally. So many switches you make, that's how much you're losing of productivity. So being a type three, we're all about efficiency. So when I learned that, I'm like, oh, we're stopping multitasking. Nope. So uh, getting rid of that as well is key. That's huge. That's totally huge. Yeah, it does. It's not possible. About the only thing I can multitask is uh, making something in the kitchen with a show on my iPad. Those are like the two things I can do simultaneously. And that's about it. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So with all this, how do you define balance for yourself? Or do you believe it's possible? Actually, (laughs) uh, I'm not sure I believe in balance. That's a really good question. I believe in um, always kind of, I I think there's going to be times when we feel one area is more weighted weighted than others. So I think we're constantly playing a balance game on like, Mm -hmm. okay, where, where do I shift energy? Where do I go here? Uh, for me, I kind of just think about my quadrants of health and just thinking, okay, how is, uh, how's my relationship with myself? Am I bitter, angry, strung out? Okay. I'm needing some self-care. What's going on with my marriage. So I kind of evaluate quadrants 
and mm. uh, I gauge what is needing attention at the time. And, um, but I also believe this, um, the idea of you can have it all, um, you can, but you define what all is to you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, all to me looks like this. All to you looks like something else, right? Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think I might totally bastardize this quote and just it's be terrible, but I think it was Oprah that said, you can have it all, just not all at once or something like that. I have to look yes. that up. I may be yep. completely wrong, but I think it's true. <laughs> yeah. So I would, that's where I would say, yeah, but you know, you can have it all. That to me sounds like balance. Like everything has this equilibrium, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm like, I don't think there's balance. And when we say, but not all at once, I think that's true. I think we're yeah. always like adjusting, doing micro adjustments on, okay, this area needs more attention. Um, and I think, again, I think we have to decide, well, what does balance actually mean? I think it's kind of this out there idea. <laughs> right. And to your point, what does it all mean as well? What does so, it all mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm like, you decide for yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I do an exercise with people where I they I help them identify their personal priorities. And I think it's very much the same as, as you, the, what's essential, right? Those pieces, the things that matter most, the non-negotiables, and then establishing boundaries to kind of protect them. So like I said, you're speaking my language. We're very much, we're very much in sync. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So what does self-care look like to you? Do you make time for it? And what does that look like? Hmm. Uh, it's so funny. I, I think it's hard because I enjoy my work so much mm-hmm. that sometimes I think I'm self-caring in my work. <laughs> like, no. Uh, so for me, especially lately, um, it's been, uh, I make time for like a massage once a month, um, nice. you know, facials or, um, I know something big for me was I had to take business books off my nightstand at night because it got my, my head going so fast. So now a form of self-care for me is reading like a crappy fiction book (laughs) and just like lost there to give my brain a break. And I've realized that's really key for me. Um, and then I really work on, um, I'm actually listening to Deepak Chopra's, um, 21 day abundance meditations right Mm -hmm. now. And Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. So just sometimes I work on like meditation, breathing. Um, but that's, that's typically my form that my forms of self-care it's, I feel like it's always evolving. I don't have a set regimen, but I usually no, am. Am I tired? Am I angry? Am I pissed? Okay. Right. What do I need to go do? Like fill my cup, step back, fill my cup. Nice. So last mm-hmm. big question. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? That is a really huge question. <laughs> I know. And I spring it on you at the end. <laughs> um, I think for me is you can't let anyone else decide for you what motherhood should look like. Mm, awesome. I think I think that power lies solely with you and what you choose and what's important. Because I think the moments I feel least happy or, um, guilty. It's because I'm typically comparing to someone else's way of going about motherhood. Mm -hmm. And so I have to go back and revisit what matters to me, what matters to my children. Uh, and so 
yeah, I think for me, I always have to go back to what does motherhood look like for me and not letting others define it for me. And I feel, honestly, I feel like, uh, my rocky entry into that. I feel like, honestly, it starts when we're pregnant (laughs) when people are like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And, and, or like (laughs) when uh, I was having the worst time breastfeeding my kids. And so for me, I had to, that was a really hard time. And I think that was like my introduction into, but this can still be great motherhood, even if it doesn't look like her over here, who's exclusively breastfeeding and it's going fantastic for you're both great moms. So I feel like my lesson in that kicked in really early on like Mm -hmm. you decide, you define, don't let others define it. That's an awesome lesson. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. So where can our listeners connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, all of that? Sure. I've got a rockin' uh, free Facebook community for online business owners or entrepreneurs. I'm always dropping free tools, free training, free coaching in there, especially right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I have a mantra where I want it to feel like a paid community, but it's totally free. And then nice. you can find me on Instagram at Becoming Boss. And uh, I'd love to connect with anyone. That is fantastic. Well, thank you for that. I will connect with all of those things in the show notes so everybody can have easy access to them. Um, But I really enjoyed this. I feel like we have a lot in common and could probably chat for a lot longer, but (laughs) I want to be respectful of your time and, and keep these to a nice manageable chunk for people, especially when they're not commuting, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. I've really enjoyed the chat. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much. Hey, Mama, if you are enjoying the Around the Campfire podcast, please subscribe and share it out to your networks. You just take a picture of yourself, do a screenshot listening to the podcast and share it on Instagram. Tag me at MomCampLife. Tag friends that you think would really benefit from hearing that day's episode. I get to speak to such incredible women doing this podcast. I am so grateful and I would just love for as many moms as possible to hear it and be inspired and motivated. So thank you in advance. Subscribe and share. I really appreciate it. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.